So, you know, Cash and I went to Eaton Grove uh, yes. a couple days ago and got a couple plants. So two out of the four that I got, I'm really excited about because they repel mosquitoes and like those little gnat fly things that we have in the backyard. What are they called? The plants? Yeah. Well, the ones that um, repel are lavender, obvious reasons, oh. a potent smell. Um, and then bee balm, apparently, repels oh. bugs. Right on. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, th- I think I'll have to plant that in our the actual garden instead of a pot, because I think that one probably blooms like bigger. Oh, right on. Like a big old bush or something. That'll be fun. But then uh, I asked my mom how often to water these because that's what i'm afraid of is that i'm going to kill them off just like i did like two years ago with the plants that i got mm-hmm. <laughs> uh she's like well why don't you just google it i'm like well you're the like the plant connoisseur i thought you'd help me out but you're like the person on facebook that's like restaurants near me go it's like just no <laughs> well don't. she's just good like i only know because i asked her i said how often do you should i water strawberries because she's had strawberries in her garden yeah so i figured like she would give me i don't know Strawberry advice. Yeah. Yeah. And she was just kind of like, oh, once a day, you know, whatever. But (laughs) I guess I'm just going to figure it out on my own. God, thanks, Mom. Thanks, Mom. (laughs) Trying to make you feel like you're needed. Yeah. (laughs) Did you get any other plants? Uh, Just those four. Oh, yeah. So I got um, lavender, bee balm, strawberries, and then petunia. Oh, fun. Picked out a petunia because I think when they're multiples growing, it's like multicolored. So, of course, his love of rainbows. Oh, sure. He's like, I want this one. Cool. We'll see how it goes. Fingers crossed that they don't die by the end of summer. They, you know what? If they do, there's more plants. And... <sighs> I did, as long as, if I can keep the strawberries going and the lavender growing, I'll be happy. Because mm-hmm. I really love the lavender smell. And I feel like you could, like, clip those and, like, you know, when they bloom, they smell really good. And mm. you can make herbs and stuff. But, yeah. yeah. All right. I'll pray for you. Thanks. Welcome <laughs> to Life Well Spent with Garrett and Amber. This is the podcast where a married couple do the most minimal amount of research on a given topic, mm-hmm. mostly pop culture, in a vain attempt. Oh, wait, no, I was going to change that, wasn't I? Oh, yeah. Uh, because they love each other very much and they're very happy. <laughs> <laughs> is that better? Yeah, we're, we're trying to put out the energy that yeah. we want to receive back. Positive, Positive vibes. Which, yeah, that kind of is a segue into the book that I'm reading right now, well, that you got. Oh, yeah, that you are... Well, that I, that I, when I brought it home, you were super excited. So I'm like, yeah, you read it first. I was very excited because I had wanted to get it. So a friend of mine, Amy, had posted about it on Facebook. Um, and she's, you know, um, got a couple different businesses and stuff. Mm. And she said that it was really good. And so I was like, well, that would be kind of cool. And then coincidentally, you tend to bring it to the house two days later. I don't think it's coincidentally. I think we just both saw the same post. You think so? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Unless there were two separate people that were posting about this book, which we should name, it's the... The Energy Bus. The Energy Bus. Yeah. 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 It's really, really good. I'm a, more than halfway through now. Nice. It's a really easy read. Mm-hmm. It's basically just like a story about a man who has a lot of negative things in his life. His job's not going great. His home life isn't great with his kids and his wife. Um, he, I think his uh, car breaks down. It needs to be in the, um, get fixed within like two weeks or something is the amount of time that he has to ride a bus to and from work mm. before it's fixed. So the uh, bus driver is Joy, and she is kind of teaching him these 10 kind of life lessons almost. She calls them like tickets or something. I don't know. Hmm. Um, to kind of help him 
get out of the the negative spot that he's in and start looking on the brighter side of things and making changes in his life to cool. create more of a positive life nice. uh, for him and his family and work and mm. yeah so it's it's really really good um and it, it's a lot of the stuff is just kind of like it just smacks you in the face because it's so obvious mm-hmm. but you don't think about it when you're only thinking about the negative oh yeah absolutely like the more you think you think about the negative the more negative you're going to see and hear and yeah. when you start thinking of the positive that's when you're going to see all the positive changes in your life so. yeah yeah and i feel like of any of the kind of business related Mm-hmm. books that I've read since being in real estate, the mindset ones are the ones that I always read through, enjoy the most, get the most out of. So mm-hmm. yeah, when somebody brought that up, I was like, oh, that that, that sounds like it's going to be perfect. So yeah, I mean, they kind of go into more of like how to build your team up in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in a negative spot right now, or maybe you have a couple Debbie Downers and uh, you want to just kind of get everybody on a positive bus. Um and so if you have a team, this is a really good, like, book to read to get you to where you want your team to go. Cool. You know? Yep. It, yeah. It's just, it's really cool. But yeah. Very nice. Uh, what have you been into this week, though, honey? Uh, you know, I've been into a couple things, mm-hmm. as per usual. I'm a little little bit of ADD, so I kind of bounce between things. But uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of movies that I got to see recently that uh, I really enjoyed. One was the new Mortal Kombat. Oh, I fell asleep probably fell halfway asleep. through. I yeah. thought it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Just a and a cool retelling of more or less the same story, mm-hmm. just less campy. Uh, and I, I like the way that they brought the characters in as opposed to the first one, where it's just God. I, I mean. It's not entirely different on how the characters come together, but the order that they come together makes a lot more sense in this one. Mm. Like, uh... I'm sorry, our cat is, um, licking the end of my dress? Why are we... Did she just puke on my dress? I don't know. I don't know what your cat does anymore. <laughs> sorry, can, sorry. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, the, the main characters that we kind of ride along with up front are Sony Blade, uh, Kano... Jax is in there, but he's out of the movie for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, oh, another guy. A, a guy that I wasn't very familiar with. I don't know if he's part of the series mm-hmm. or if he just, if they kind of created him for this movie. But it's like four Earthrealmers that then get thrown into this tournament. And then the people that are showing them the way are like Liu Kang and uh, Kung Lao, I believe. Like two characters that are familiar with Outworld. And after watching, I was like, oh, yeah, that that makes total sense that they would be the the characters to introduce these these new people to Mortal Kombat tournament and Outworld and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a ton of fun and characters that kind of were a big deal in the first one weren't as much of a big deal in this one, uh, but it, it it felt a little cleaner. I mean, the first one holds a a, a place in my heart. Yeah, uh, because I saw it when I was young. Mm-hmm. And so I like how stupid it is and how fun it is. Um, well, like you said, the the opening scene, the fighting scene was crazy. Yeah, I like the, the, the level of blood and brutality that's in mm-hmm. there. It shows that these people, you know, that anytime there's a level of blood that's not almost pornographic in mm-hmm. its depiction, 
but it shows that when somebody gets punched, it hurts and it causes damage. Right. You know, when things are done, damage is done. Um, you know, I understand that like Marvel movies have to stay PG thirteen, so they can't really show that. But when you yeah. when you're able to get an R rating, uh, mm-hmm. you might as well show you know cause and effect of violence. Yeah. Uh, so, I just I thought it was a really fun time. I'm not saying it's uh, incredible, but it was a it, I I had a blast. Yeah. And then another one that I watched that I did not expect to be any good was a movie called Boss Level. Boss level. Yeah, stars. I believe his name is Frank Grillo. Huh. I, might, I might be getting that a little wrong. He was uh, Crossbones in Captain America: The Winter Soldier, and he also showed up in. Uh, it was Captain America: Civil War because mm. he was the one that tried to blow himself up in front of Captain America, and then Scarlet Witch encapsulated him, threw him up, but ended up blowing up a building. Oh. Yeah, so he was in that. He's been in some other stuff. He's been in some Purge movies. Okay. I like him. He's a fine actor, but uh, again, it goes back to the Groundhog Day uh, framing device, Okay. If you will, which is really overdone right now. Yeah. I don't feel like any of them are real, real bad. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of, it's starting to get tired. Right. Yeah, especially after the two Happy Death Days, which I really enjoyed. They, those are good. Yeah, but I, I think it's starting to get to the point. Uh, in Palm Springs, I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's kind of getting their own fresh take on it, but I am looking forward to kind of getting away from the Groundhog Day yeah. know, theme. But this one was a lot of fun. Uh, it's basically Frank Grillo. Uh, I don't remember the character's name. He's like ex-Special Forces. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's divorced from his wife. He's estranged from his son. His son doesn't even know that Frank is his dad. Um, and he's just kind of a booze hound, loser, sleeping with a different girl every night. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, he's caught up in this cycle of he, he gets killed. He wakes up the next morning, same day. And, yeah, there's just all these assassins chasing him, and he's trying to figure out what's going on. Gotcha. And don't want to give any more information than that because... It's it's a good, dumb action movie, but it really, it gets into, uh, there's there's some heart in there mm-hmm. that they kind of tuck away in there that I was really pleased with. Um, and I thought they spent a good amount of time for an action movie to focus on the pathos and a, a connection between a couple of characters that I didn't really see coming and see them deal with it in such a genuine way. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was... Uh, Really easy watch, like a good Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening. You know, maybe the kids have gone to bed early or something. And you want to watch an action movie, you know, uh, that that one you could do way worse. I think than either of those. I think they're, yeah, maybe like get a little stoned or have a couple drinks and watch them. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah. Perfect viewing. Um, so those are the two things that I really enjoyed this week. But also, uh, Star Wars just released this new... Uh, this new section of literature mm-hmm. called oh my god I can't remember what it's called now it's oh, like is the, it the book here yeah uh, the 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 um, light of the Jedi uh, look at the top what's the top Hi- Star Wars the High Republic thank you so much so the High Republic is a new timeline in the Star Wars universe that they uh, that Disney or or Lucas I don't I don't know who owns the rights specifically mm-hmm. they've just released it um, I read the first comic uh, 
in the High Republic universe. This takes place like 200 years before the Skywalker saga. Okay. Yeah, so it's still when the, the Republic is, is at its like peak of power. Mm-hmm. The Jedi's all, are all over the place, and they're the peacekeepers in the universe. Um, and so, yeah, I read one comic that was really great, and I got, yeah, this uh, this book. It's the first one in a new series set in the timeline of the High Republic. Uh, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. I, you know, uh, Star Wars books are, they're not challenging reads, mm-hmm. you know, uh, whether in diction, content, themes, they're just kind of popcorn books. Well, that's a good size book though. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's got big font, but it's oh, it just, they, I mean, it's Star Wars. They don't yeah. tackle super complex themes. You know, there's not a ton of. You know, not a ton of uh, deep allegory mm-hmm. or uh, metaphor, anything like that. I mean, there's a little bit, but it's it's pretty much all ages. It's not YA, but mm-hmm. close, pretty close to it. I think they're a lot of fun. So, nice. Looking forward to digging back into that one, back into Star Wars novels. Uh, there's a Thrawn trilogy that came out years ago that I still haven't read through. But mm. yeah, the few Star Wars books that I've read have been fun on the bun. Nice. Been a good time. So, yeah, that's what I've been into. Nice. Uh, oh, and something uh, to let you guys know. I'm kind of saying this out loud so don't forget. Um, I want to hint at a little surprise that we're going to have for you guys later in the week. You guys, the listeners. We're going to do a little little something for you that we're going to have fun. and Pretty excited about. Yeah, make up for uh, the, the episode we missed <laughs> earlier. Uh, we're the gonna, April Fool's episode. Yeah, we should be releasing a bonus episode for you guys on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully you enjoy it. But it is my week. Mm-hmm. My week. Mm-hmm. Uh, my turn. And I thought, uh, so I, I've been using that Marvel Unlimited subscription, been reading a lot of comics lately. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's kind of my my specific wheelhouse in this, you know, in our dynamic. Yeah. I mean, granted, you're getting into... Uh, Lock and Key and Harrow County, like oh, but you're kind of the key that, uh, comic, I, so. you know. I mean, again, in this dynamic, <laughs> I am I am by no means well educated in the in the comics realm, but I I just I've been reading for ten years. That's a long so, time. So I wanted to talk about April Fools when it comes to comic books. Yeah, yeah, and some are fun, some are not. Um, but let's get into it. So, uh. The information that I'm getting from this, there's uh, articles on CBR.com. Uh, one is called April Fool's 10 Pranks Co- uh, Comic Publishers Pulled on Readers. Okay. Um, so we'll start off with that one. All right. Um, so uh, Marvel got Stan Lee to play along when trying to convince people that he created the Sentry. So the Sentry is this, uh, this character that came around in the 2000s. He's kind of like Marvel Superman. Mm-hmm. The only... But of course, they Marvel Marvelify him. So he uh, is a Superman, but he has either schizophrenia or dis- dissociative personality disorder. So it's like he doesn't, he can't really tell what's reality at times. Oh, okay. I remember reading a. It might have been the first Century book a long time ago, and I really liked it. Um, but uh, in 2000, Marvel announced a new limited series introducing the Century, created by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee. With consent, uh, no, we don't care about that. As an April Fool's joke, Stan Lee agreed to pretend the Sentry was a Silver Age hero character he created and forgot about until he discovered it years <laughs> later. Helping Marvel sell the prank was Wizard Magazine. We're going to see a lot of them. Wizard used to be 
huge. Really? Yeah, I've they never were. Heard of them. They were especially well known for like before the X Men movies came out. They would fantasy cast X Men movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember any of the cast. Kind of like who choices. would you want to play yeah, exactly. this? Okay. Yeah, Wizard was well known for that. I got a few Wizard magazines when I was a kid. I uh-huh. really liked it. I wonder if they're still up and running. Um, so anyways, Wizard Magazine, uh, reporting that the publisher had discovered the character sketches by a forgotten artist named Artie Rosen, a reference to letters Artie Simic and Sam Rosen of the superhero created by Stan Lee, predating his first known creation, the Fantastic Four. I have no idea what that whole paragraph meant, but, <laughs> um, so that's just fun. Uh, yeah, I remember the Sentry was fun character. He still pops in here and there. It's just, uh. So that's just something that Marvel made up, and they're like, we really want to try and do something with him, so why don't you say that you have done, like, you created him so people will be on board? Yeah, they basically created this new character, and then they thought for April Fool's, oh, wouldn't that be funny if, yeah, we said that Stanley actually created him, which... I don't see the humor in that, but, you know. I think it's, well, for a long time, Stanley was given, like... A little more credit than he should have gotten is mm. my understanding okay like a lot of stuff there was other other creators involved but stanley just hmm. marvel put stanley's name on it i'm sure they knew that stanley was a a known quantity at marvel they could sell that so okay um so kind of you know hints at the past of stanley kind of taking a little more uh credit than maybe jack kirby should have gotten or other creators that you know, definitely got the short end of the stick. Gotcha. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Top Shelf Productions claimed that the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen would be getting a version with characters from the 1980s. What is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Uh, so League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was a comic book series, and uh, I never read the comics. I just know it from the terrible movie that came out in the early 2000s starring Sean Connery. But it's basically got... Uh, known characters and heroes from, I think, the late 1800s, like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Invisible Man. Uh, oh, uh, Captain Nemo was in there, and he's from literature. So it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like the Avengers, but it's just known pop culture characters that they teamed up. Okay. So, and in this, uh, as April Fool's prank in 2010, they said they would relaunch it with a character from the 80s. So, uh, a cover of a comic called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen America, colon, 1988, teased a team featuring Back to the Future's Doc <laughs> Emmett Brown, the A-team's Bosco B.A. Baracus, tech wizard Angus MacGyver, Big Trouble in Little China's transportation specialist Jack Burton, and Weird Science's artificially created sexpot Lisa. Oh my gosh. Uh, it's so cool. I wish you guys could... Uh, see the the cover art here that they're referencing that's pretty good yeah it's uh you got doc brown front and center ba baracus is there but what a weird group what a i that's yeah i love it though (laughs) honestly i think it's it kind of makes sense with Mm. you know how the league of extraordinary gentlemen it was just it wasn't like all these characters are owned by this company it was all kind of more so public domain characters that they're like oh we'll take this and this and this and cram them into a team uh, Wizard Magazine claimed that Jeff Johns was writing a Captain Carrot series for Vertigo Comics, and he did. So this is basically just, uh, uh, Jeff Johns was planning to pen a Captain Carrot and his Amazing Zoo Crew story for the mature audience-focused Vertigo imprint. 
Uh, in this story, Captain Carrot and his fellow anthropomorphic superheroes from Earth-26 would be re reunited with a new character, I'm sorry, by a new character, Bald Eagle, and investigate the murder of Little Cheese by one of their own. <laughs> Little Cheese? Yeah, yeah. So this is all uh, anthropomorphized versions of uh, the heroes in uh, the DC universe. Mm. Um, goes on to say, not wanting Wizard to have the last laugh, Johns wrote the story as part of his Teen Titans run, revealing that Ali Catabra was the culprit because he is a cat and hates mice. <laughs> Yankee Poodle would later make a cameo appearance in the Justice League of America during the Forever Evil, uh, excuse me, the Forever Evil event as a program watched by Stargirl. Yankee Poodle. Yankee Play Poodle. on words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> that one's a good time. I like when, uh, that stuff happens a lot, actually. Like, I, was, I saw some listicle online about um, video games where they teased, like, stupid shit for april fools but then there was enough of reaction to it they're like i guess we'll do it now oh my god like gosh. a really famous one was a uh, world of warcraft was that a big mmorpg that a lot of our friends played and dropped out of college because of. <laughs> <laughs> well that <laughs> and, was one uh, that you couldn't you basically couldn't stop playing right more or less yeah highly addictive and yeah it incentivized you to never stop playing but they released an april fools video of introducing a new like race of characters that were just gigantic pandas <laughs> and I, th I think it was a positive enough reaction that they were like, oh, I guess in the next expansion we'll introduce this new race of characters that are just big-ass pandas. I mean, if you think about it, that's kind of a good way to go about it if you're testing mm -hmm. the waters. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like, oh, this is just April Fool's. If you're, yeah, if it's a whole, this is crazy enough, it just might work. Mm -hmm. Like, test it on an April Fool's Day and see. Right. Yeah, see what kind of backlash you get. <laughs> yep. Uh, this one, uh, Jeff Johns turns the tables and pulls his own rebirth prank. This one, honestly, I don't think it's... Uh, Jeff Johns is working on a couple of series, Green Lantern Rebirth and The Flash Rebirth. Okay. Um, I believe that was kind of a... And I, I think that was just uh, two stories that he worked on for DC. But then he decided to do Vibe Rebirth, which is a, like a little-known character that was around in the 80s. It's just... It didn't really come back. No, no. Um, yeah, uh, John claimed that uh, Ethan Van Skyver would be providing the art for the series set to bring back Paco Ramon, who met his demise 20 years earlier. Huh. Um, yeah, just a dude named Vibe. Hmm. Yeah, that one's not very funny. That's that's probably like if you knew about Vibe, if you were reading comics like 30 years ago, right. and then you saw Vibe was coming back, you're like, oh, that's funny. Okay. That's about it. That's why I don't get it then. Yeah. Okay. It's not very funny. All right. <laughs> This one I like. Uh, Kirkman teased an adaptation of The Walking Dead for kids. So Robert Kirkman was the creator and writer of The Walking Dead. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, you guys can't see this, but he teased a little a little cover art of uh, just kind of a cutesy... Um, Cartoony. Yeah, I don't remember the name of the main character, but he's, yeah, like standing in front of this kind of shop with busted out windows, and you can see some zombies in there, but he's just like this kind of cute little kid character. He kind of looks like a, a young... Um... Calvin? Well, he looks like an older Calvin, Calvin to me. Yeah. Of Calvin and Hobbes fame, I'm thinking course. like Indiana Jones, the way that he's dressed. But I guess it's oh. more like, you know, the marshal. Yeah, yeah, he's looking like the sheriff. Yeah, um, yeah so that that's just real cute. Just, can you imagine, you know, Walking Dead for kids? I mean, I feel like they could do it. Zombies. I don't know how you could make zombies for kids. I... I mean, we had zombie um, 
like video games growing up and that wasn't a big deal were they meant for kids though yeah i think like what oh well there's zombie zombies ate my neighbors i remember our buddy uh Shway like a, played that a lot a 2d it kind of reminded me of like pac-man the way that you had to like travel throughout and there were zombies i thought it was part of N- nintendo i have no idea what you're talking about oh i'm gonna have to find it it's always zombies always seem like kind of one of the harder things to adapt from horror for a younger audience um without changing like major parts of them because inherently zombies bite and eat brains you know because like, how do you like... make that cutesy like maybe they're, they're candy zombies oh maybe it was zombies ate my neighbors yeah this one maybe i could just hopefully it doesn't like get too loud or whatever oh it's muted uh, old classic games. Okay, it's not going to tell me. Old classic games part two by. Another language. Yeah, that's zombie and my neighbors. Okay, then yeah. that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. But yeah. That was fun. Oh sure, you I know? yeah, I'm just thinking like. If if you were to put four kids branding on something, that kind of gives the impression of like. All sorts of kids, you know. Whereas mm-hmm. that video game. Granted, it was a long time ago, but I think that was more for, like, tweens, teenagers. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it would be a nitpicky. I don't know. I just, I feel like that you could probably make it really PG. Yeah. And it'd be fine. Yeah, that's true. Green goo, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, you write it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to read that one. That one's boring. Uh, DC Comics plan to capitalize on the popularity of Superman getting his trunks back across the DCU. Um, so basically, we've got your trunks. Yeah, Batman like sh- shorts. Like yeah, like they it looks like speedos. So basically, Batman got his like original or older costume back. So then they just gave everybody a speedo. Like you see, Cyborg in a speedo <laughs> and uh, Flash, Green Lantern. It's you know, it's fine. Oh my gosh. This one I thought was cool. Marvel announced that Spider-Man was joining the X-Men, playing with a long-running debate about whether or not he's a mutant. Oh. Apparently that's been a long-standing debate. I didn't even think of it. I think just because I've... I mean, this happened in uh, 1999, but... That's a really good question. If he's a mutant or not? Because obviously he was human before getting bit. Yeah. But the bite of a... What, what is that spider called? Just like a super... Just a genetically modified spider. Yeah, I don't know if it had a name or anything. I mean, I don't know. I could almost go towards like, well, yeah, now he's mutant. Yeah, I mean, well, and let's look at uh, the mutant gene. Yeah. Uh, Essentially, these uh, people are totally normal. Mm -hmm. And then typically around puberty is when their mutant gene kicks in, thereby altering their genetic makeup and giving them these powers so granted he wasn't born with it but but still but it, the, the idea is there is yeah i guess it's an internal versus an external catalyst mm-hmm. but really does it matter i wouldn't think that it would i i think i think you could call a spider-man a mutant it's just he wasn't born with it right you know and that's an accidental mutant yeah i think i hear your phone vibrating somewhere oh it's on the table that's why Oh, sorry. That's okay. Call from Denver. That's my power. <laughs> and... Oh, yeah. 
I realize a lot of these are super inside comic book nerdy-ass baseball. Like, that I probably might not know. Yeah, Wizard Magazine takes on and roasts King, uh, King Kirby's New Gods opus. Uh, there is this uh, creator, Jack Kirby, um, uh-huh. highly regarded as like one of the best creators in comics of all time. He wrote this incredible series called The New Gods for DC. That's where like Dark Side came from. He was in the the new Batman or no the new Justice League Snyder cut he mm. was like the new big bad okay um really well-known run and they just they trashed it toward shreds like uh review wise oh, okay they panned it as a joke and people got mad oh boy yeah and here's one uh this is a uh, again from cbr.com uh this is uh the Joker's 15 deadliest pranks <laughs> I'm not gonna read them all <laughs> And that one, they I didn't do the, too much. Yeah. Oh, uh, this one, trying to make Batman have the last laugh. And uh, the Joker was famously revamped for the modern era by Denny O'Neill, Neil Adams, and Dick Giordano in Batman number 251. However, while that issue brought back the Joker's killing ways, it was about the... I'm so brought, yeah, it did bring back the Joker's killing ways. It was about the Joker getting revenge on some former henchman that he felt had screwed him over. So the issue was mostly straightforward, killing, and light on gags. Uh, the next appearance of the Joker, though, in Batman number 260 was all about the Joker dousing Batman with a special version of Joker's laughing venom, where Batman would laugh uncontrollably every time he heard a joke until he eventually would die from laughing himself to death. Oh, boy. The only poison expert who could cure him was captured by the Joker in London and almost killed. The only the only expert, huh? The only wow. one. Uh, Batman, though, luckily realized that the poison only made him laugh at bad jokes, so he just concentrated on all his favorite Marx Brothers movies and was able to defeat the Joker and get a cure. <laughs> Apparently the Joker loves Marx Brothers, too. Like, that's huh. that's some old man shit. That's an old writer's room of old white dudes that are like, oh, the Marx <laughs> Brothers. Like, uh, in uh, Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. Uh, Riggs. Riggs, right? I think that's right. Uh, Mel Gibson's character, Riggs, he, like, loves uh, the Three Stooges. Mm. And I think Bruce Willis in the Die Hard movies loves the Three Stooges or or in another movie. And it's just, like, it's these old, like, 40, 50-year-old writers that are writing these characters that grew up with. All of them. Yeah, so yeah. now they're like, oh, yeah, what if Riggs loved, you know, Three Stooges, where, like, nobody really cared about the Three Stooges in the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. I liked him, but I was a child. So. <laughs> uh Let's see. No, that one's boring. This one's pretty rough, but it's also kind of stupid. Uh, in Batman and Robin number 15 through 16, the Joker forced Robin, and this is a Damian Wayne Robin. This is a Bruce Wayne's actual son that he had with Talia al Ghul, then trained Damian. Well, actually, Talia in the League of Shadows trained Damian to become a killer. Okay. Uh, but then Talia said, like, <clears throat> you know, you should be raised by your father, mm-hmm. you know. And so then Damien became uh, Robin, kind of a jerk. He's very arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's this Robin is whom we're talking about. Gotcha. Uh, the, Joker, the Joker forced Robin to fight a battle to the death against his own father, who was brainwashed by the Joker's venom. 
In the end, Damien refuses to kill his father, allowing himself to be killed instead. Huh. The Joker then sets off an explosive hidden inside of Batman. The shocked Damien then realizes that it wasn't the real Batman after all, as the Joker pulled off a twisted joke on the boy Wonder. Writing, like, a one-paragraph synopsis of a comic just shows you, like, kind of how dumb comics are. <laughs> and I love comic books dearly. Yeah. But I, I, there's no way to, like, kind of tell you how compelling it is by just a, a one... I mean, you could do that for anything. Movies, if you had to sum it yeah. up into a paragraph, you're like, oh, that's it? Okay. Mm-hmm. But this one especially, it's just like, they were fighting to the death, but then... You know, Robin didn't want to kill him, but then he blew up, but then it wasn't Batman, and we all went home. <laughs> uh, let's see. That one's not very funny. This one's dark. This one. Oh, boy. So the comic panels that it's showing us is very uh, cartoony. It kind of looks like Batman the Animated Series style Joker. Um, in a story in the first Batman Adventures Annual, Paul Dini and artist John Byrne and Rick Burchett, uh, and this is in brackets uh doing a stunning representation of the famed bruce tim style of artwork show what happens to the joker when he is out in gotham late at night he ends up terrorizing everyone he encounters along the way including throwing a grenade at an angry gotham resident who got mad at the joker for making too much noise on the streets late at night (laughs) the centerpiece of the pranks though centered on a donut shop that is open all night the prank involved the joker uh, paying for some donuts with a special bill with the Joker's face on it. When the nervous cashier questions the Joker, the Joker reveals that the sweat from the nervous cashier has now activated the poison hidden on the bill. Oh my God. The end result was the cashier being killed by the Joker venom. The cruel, cruel randomness of the murder was shocking. Uh, in brackets, and wow, that art burn, that art by Byrne and Burchett, so good. Uh, yeah, it's just it's so cartoony. Mm-hmm. But then like this this. Poor kid just gets murdered for no reason. Well, because, he, you know, the Joker just wanted to pay with counterfeit money. And yeah. the cashier just had enough guts to say, you know what? No. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, it, he, and it goes to show, don't sweat. Don't be nervous. Be confident. <laughs> Even in the face of a serial killer. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Joker's crazy. You know, this one I actually didn't read. Oh, apparently it's from uh, Dark Knight Returns. So this one is handing out some deadly treats. In Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen's The Dark Knight Returns, Batman has returned to the rooftops of Gotham City after a 10-year hiatus. During the hiatus, a psychologist has been touting his ability to cure the supervillains of Gotham, including the Joker. It is his contention, uh, in brackets, and a contention that Miller does not automatically dismiss, uh, the Batman sort of drew the insane criminals of Gotham City like a clarion call. I don't know what that is. I don't either. Okay. In any event, the newly cured Joker is booked, oh, and cured is in quotations, is booked on a late night show along with the man who cured him. The Joker then promptly murders everyone in the studio with some of his Joker venom and gas form. He then escapes to a local carnival where a contingent of Boy Scouts are attending. The Joker gives out free cotton candy to the scouts, killing over a dozen scouts with the poison treats. He then attempts to blow up a roller coaster filled with scouts, but Batman and Robin arrive to stop him. Wow. Yeah. He's uh, dark. Frank Miller's run in uh, The Dark Knight Returns, and he did another story uh, after that. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of like edgelordy, dark for the sake of dark. It's it's Frank Miller. Like mm-hmm. Frank Miller just kind of likes to do dark shit for the sake of 
in my opinion, for the sake of shock value. Is he uh, the one that did Sin City? Yes. Okay. Did Sin City, did 300. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, he's, I don't know. He. I feel like his work hasn't aged super well. Mm-hmm. But I, honestly, I think, like, you, if you wanted to go through and read some of, I wouldn't mind doing it, but, like, The Dark Knight Returns and his other run. Yeah. Uh, with kind of old, old man Batman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's good, but it, like I said, just doesn't, doesn't age incredibly well, in my opinion. Let's skip that one. Oh, uh, I didn't really read this one, but I did see this panel a couple of times. There's this moment where Joker is holding up a guy, and it's the gag where he pulls the trigger on his gun, and then a little oh, flag yeah. says, bang, you're dead. Um, and the guy's like, oh, and he, he leans forward like a moron <sighs> to read it, and he says, oh, sheesh, what a joke. It's not a real gun. And then Joker says, oh, yes, it is, and pulls the trigger again, I suppose, and shoots the flag into his head. Oh, wow. Oh, it turns out it's a spear gun and kills him. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I always God. forget how gnarly the Joker is, like, consistently throughout his run. Mm-hmm. I, I expected... He's a disturbed man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess just there was the comic book code that came around in, like, the 40s, 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. Basically saying that you can't show violence or drugs or anything like that i guess like even in the 70s and 80s they kind of didn't care about that anymore it's because i they thought just it was more went for it yeah yeah with like frank miller's stuff there's a lot of dark stuff that came around in the 80s 80s was known as kind of a gritty era in comics okay uh i actually remember reading part of this series this was the death of the family series um I'll just read this second paragraph. The, jo- the Joker had previously had his face removed by the villainous dollmaker, so in a twisted sequence, he seemingly removed the faces of the Bat family and served them their own faces for dinner. Oh my god. Yeah, luckily not only did the Joker not actually remove their faces, but he also did not ev- even discover their secret identities. What? As it turned out, he just didn't care about them at all. He only had eyes for Batman. Wait, so how did he... Yeah, so serve the faces if they weren't actually their faces. I don't know, and I don't care, and I kind of got a feeling <laughs> that maybe they didn't really care. They just knew it would make for a good like cover to show all their faces like in buckets of ice. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he just made masks of them or something. Or he got one of those like really cool cake artists to make. Oh fake. yeah, he brought he brought in Cake Boss. Fake face case. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you imagine if they tried to do that on Nailed It? Faces? Just, or, like, gruesome cakes that they'd have to make. Ooh, like a really, like, yeah, like major, a horror, major horror movie-centric uh-huh. episode. That'd be oh, awesome. Man. That'd be sweet. Oh, man. Cash yeah. would have nightmares. Yeah, Cash loves uh, Nailed It. That is our show. Yes. That's the one show that I'm like, we're not going to watch your videos because I mm-hmm. can't stand most of them. Can't, can't you want to watch with TV Blippi with anymore. me, then yeah. I'll watch Nailed It with you. Absolutely. This one I'm not going to read. It's about a uh, Joker messing with Superman. Um, mm. But there is something interesting. Uh, so there are these video games called the Injustice games. There's okay. Injustice 1 and 2, and it's basically uh, they wanted to do Mortal Kombat, but with DC superheroes. Okay. And the story is there is an alternate, and in Marvel and DC, there's multiple universes. Um, but in uh, this DC alternate universe, the Joker tricks Superman into killing Lois Lane. 
And oh, no. Batman goes nuts, berserk, kills Joker, kills a ton of people, becomes like a supreme ruler of Earth. Batman or Superman? Superman. Does. Okay. Yeah. He might kill Batman. I don't know. I don't okay. remember. Yikes. Yeah. But I, I, then again, I think Batman might like be leading an underground resistance against Superman. Hmm. So. What's their beef? I mean, I mean. Whom? Super- Batman and Superman. Batman and Superman? Like, yeah. Didn't they have a beef in the Oh. the movies? Yeah. That in uh Batman v Superman, their beef is that Superman killed a ton of people when he fought Zod in uh that that Superman movie that came out before. Okay. Um which I think is reasonable. He killed like a ton of people and fought in a city full of people. Mm-hmm. Uh he was trying to stop Zod, but still he probably should have like you know, it's cliche, but you know, fight him in the ocean or something. Right, take him somewhere, <laughs> somewhere else, else away from people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Superman didn't like Batman because his means were too, or his his methods were too extreme. Hmm. Like uh, Clark Kent went to a prison where he saw that Superman had branded a prisoner, and knowing that if he branded a prisoner, then that prisoner would be killed by other inmates. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty extreme. In general, pretty dark. Yeah. Ouch. Pretty, pretty dark stuff. Uh, oh, there's, there's one where, this is, this seems dumb. Okay, I'm just gonna read a little bit, and you tell me when it gets stupid. Okay. In Detective Comics number 826, Batman was in the middle of a fight against some bad guys when he was forced to retreat. When a car pulled up to him and opened its door, Robin took the opportunity to escape to seeming safety. Of course, as it turned out, the car had been stolen by the Joker. Why would Robin just hop into a car? Yeah. Like, he's... Robin's a detective himself. You think he would want to, like, get a little bit of investigation going before he just hops into a car with some stranger. So he's in the middle of a fight. This car pulls up. Needs to retreat, yeah. He hops in. He's like, let's let's get out of here, strange person. Mm. Boy, I... Demote him. (laughs) Demote him to, to... Star, maybe, maybe starling he needs, like, somebody's kid on his something. side someone pulls up real quick I, like hey get in i got you man let's let's go i guess but i don't know i don't I, know i expect more from robin yeah yeah there's something about fish oh <laughs> uh this is really dark so this is part of that uh this is from batman the dark knight returns frank miller did this one okay uh basically it's kind of the final confrontation between batman and joker and uh, he pretty much maims the Joker. Uh, I'll read what they wrote because it's okay. going to be better than what I say. Uh, things got worse when he took down the Joker after the Joker returned to murdering as well. They had a final battle in a fun house and Batman succeeded in defeating the Joker but used a little too much force. The Joker was crippled but alive. Knowing though that if Batman was a murderer... He would never be left alone. The Joker twisted his own spine until he died. It's pretty gnarly in the comics. He, like, turns his head. It's gross. I don't think you could Um, actually do that, but... No, I don't think so either. Um, But in the the panels, it's real gross. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. And this last one, of course, it's about Batman the Killing Joke, because I feel like you could never talk about Batman and not have the Killing Joke storyline brought up. It's, killing joke. Yeah. Uh, it was written by Alan Moore. He actually wrote uh, 
League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Okay. He's written a lot of stuff. Uh, oh, of course, The Watchmen. Um, mm-hmm. wrote The Watchmen. Okay. Yep. Uh, so this story is about uh, the Joker. He tracks down uh, Commissioner Gordon and Barbara Gordon. Barbara Gordon was then Batgirl. Okay. And he shows up at their door and shoots Barbara Gordon in the stomach. It goes through her spine and paralyzes her. Oh, wow. And for years in the comics, uh, she is then... I believe she's called the Oracle, and she's in a wheelchair. She's mm-hmm. wheelchair-bound for years. It wasn't until maybe, like, I don't know, six years ago or so that they said, you know what, let's get Batgirl back in there. Okay. You know, and now she's okay. But, yeah, just the the level of brutality in this comic is kind of... Is plenty of people like it. Other people are like, ah, it's just it's too much. You know, mm-hmm. it's similar to Frank Miller. It's kind of shock for the sake of shock. Like right. Shooting a woman in the stomach, point blank. And then they, uh, the Joker tortures uh, Commissioner Gordon uh, aggressively, um, showing him images that also hint at potential sexual violence against Barbara after she was shot. And he's stripped naked, and that's terrible. It's super dark. Um, I won't go into that one much. As as much as I'm like, it's not my favorite. Mm -hmm. I I I do think that if you're gonna have somebody like get into Batman, or maybe even so get into the Joker, mm-hmm. Killing Joke is the comic I would recommend. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going to double check and see if any of these last five are any fun. Uh, nope, don't care about that. Don't care about that. Oh, what's going on? My computers. Oh, they talk about the Joker's gun again, the one we talked about that mm-hmm. ends up being a harpoon gun. Um, frog Thor is a thing. Oh my gosh. Thor turned into a frog. (laughs) Oh, and then they just talk about like the, the great prank war between Ben Grimm and Johnny Storm. They're always at each other. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's, that's what I got. (laughs) Like it. Honestly, yeah, a lot of the stuff is a little, a little too inside baseball. And also just, I think talking broadly about comics is really fun and interesting but when you get mm-hmm. into specific like storylines and stuff it just takes too much goddamn like context <laughs> and oh yeah but then five years ago there was right. this writer who did this with the character and yeah guys comics are crazy <laughs> yeah. if somebody were to get into comics like what year would you suggest that they start oh or is that man. a hard question that's a really hard question uh i would I would recommend focusing on one or two characters that you're really into mm-hmm. and then uh, going online and finding like the best storylines because odds uh. are those storylines that people recommend mm-hmm. are already part of a trade paperback. Got it. So it's easier to buy too. You don't have to go to comic book shops hunting down specific issues. Mm-hmm. You can just buy the trade of, you know, the Green Arrow, Green Lantern run that you're specifically interested in from the 80s. Got it. They probably got that in an omnibus somewhere or something. Um, yeah, just a, a minor bit of uh, research goes a long way. I think especially with DC Comics. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about before, Marvel, at the very least, at the beginning of each comic, they give you kind of a synopsis of what's been going on in the story so far. Right. So if you just pick up a Marvel comic off the shelf, you, you may not get 
the most out of it from jumping into the middle of a storyline or mm-hmm. the end of a storyline, but at least you can keep up with it. Yeah. A DC comic, good luck. You'll probably be super Good lost. luck, you son of a bitch. Because, yeah, yeah it's, I've, <laughs> I've bought DC comics at random before, and I'm just like, I have no idea what's happening. Oh, boy. I tried to read, uh, oh, I can't remember the series. I think it was called, like, The 52 or something. And I could not keep up with it because it was steeped in years of DC lore. Mm. I talked to a, an old high school buddy of ours, Curtis, about it. And he's like, yeah, you've got to like, you've got to have some knowledge of where, right. where these characters have come from to get to this point. Otherwise, there is zero to minimal impact on certain story beats. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 So It sounds just very overwhelming to be able to... And some com- started. Yeah, some comics are, but then again, other other series, other comics are really super friendly to newcomers. And for better or for worse, DC and Marvel, they usually relaunch, mm-hmm. uh, if not a couple of their main characters every year. They might do like a whole uh, brand new kind of storyline, like uh, DC's done it a few times. Uh, the New 52 is a famous one that happened a few years ago where they basically started fresh because they had these these years of conflicting continuity. And they're like, you know what? We're starting fresh. New 52. Mm-hmm. For better or for worse. Some stuff was great. Some stuff people hated. I think that's when Barbara Gordon came back as Batgirl was the New 52. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's when I tried to get back into DC and it lasted for about a minute. Well, I will probably stick to the movies. Okay. That's fine, too. <laughs> They wrap them up right before, and I feel like I can still... I mean, I, I feel like I'll probably enjoy if I were to just, like, dive into some comics, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, the movies really grab me. The movies are... Yeah, even a bad superhero movie, mm-hmm. like, like Catwoman, it's... That one's really bad, so it's a lot of fun. The, the, the worst sin that a comic book movie can, like, uh, commit is being boring. Yeah. Like, I feel like Thor the Dark World is boring. And Green Lantern. As I much as I watched that all I wanted through. that one to be worse. Because really? it's it's just, it's uh, it's bad, but mm-hmm. it's not aggressively bad. Okay. So then you're just like, well, I just kind of don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm halfway through this movie, and he's got this, like, the CG suit on that makes him green. And that's cool, but, like, I don't know. It's just, it's like one of the worst origin movies that I can think of along with Daredevil. Mm. Daredevil's Daredevil's bad, but Daredevil gets stupid at times and that's a lot <laughs> of fun. Like uh him and Electra fighting uh dueling his his seeing eye cane and she's got some other stick and they're on a teeter-totter. Hmm. It's really that Have sounds... you seen Daredevil? I feel like you have, but not for a long time. Uh, it's been a real long time since yeah. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So probably won't get back into it, but you know what daredevil yeah uh, you don't have to yeah i watched the ex- the like extended cut once and there's a whole scene or a whole storyline with coolio being accused of murder mm. and so there's a little more matt murdoch being a lawyer i actually liked it mm-hmm. but it doesn't doesn't save the movie yeah by any means Ugh. yeah close but um yeah yeah i'm trying to think of it's funny like you think of i've got an idea of a prankster as because i've talked about i'm not a big fan of pranks when i think when i think of the stereotypical person who does pranks that i don't like is just a cocky bro guy (laughs) that thinks he's the funniest guy in the world because he'll like 
you know, spitting your nachos and be like, oh, dude, I totally spit your nachos. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I, I fucking wanted these nachos. <laughs> um, Johnny Storm seems like I could see that, that total version, especially yeah. as portrayed in the movies by Chris Evans. Yeah. He is intolerable. Mm-hmm. He is so annoying. I really liked Michael B. Jordan's, uh, I mean, as little as he had to do in that movie, Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of uh, Johnny Storm in, oh, in yeah. the newer one. He did a pretty good job. I just, I think I just have a hard on for Michael B. Jordan, but. I mean, who doesn't, right? Yeah, right. Amen, sister. <laughs> uh, but no, I it, he just didn't have a ton to do in that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I need to watch it again. Yeah. We should watch it. We should. Yeah. Mm. Anywho. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, nice job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we still don't know what we're going to do. No, we actually talked about it, didn't we? We did. It's going to be very um, predictable. Yeah, we decided, you know, we're still in the first year of this podcast, so we should be allowed to do Whatever. pretty obvious choices yeah. for <laughs> for stuff. That, so. Nobody was able to give us ideas, yeah. too. So, so you just you rely on us, and we'll just... <laughs> so we're, what we're saying is it's your fault. Yep, all yeah. your fault. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you don't like next <laughs> month, it's all your fault. <laughs> Uh, so next month is May, and we are just going to do mothers. Yeah. Whether it's motherhood, raising kids. Crazy moms. Crazy moms, fun moms, moms. Karens. I mean. I might do some hot moms. There you go. I mean, you know me. Milf moms, right? Milf moms. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's redundant. Moms, I'd like to fuck moms. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So yeah, well, we're just gonna kind of pick out uh, moms that we find interesting, and then maybe June will do dads. Ooh, <laughs> dads would like to fuck dads. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So if you guys have any recommendations for uh, for some mommies that we should be talking about next you know month, what I just, sorry, I just what? realized what happened? is that if you change, <laughs> it's good that they say dads. I'd like to, because uh, if they did father, it'd be a filth. Filth. <laughs> it's Dilf Dilf is sillier, but it, it makes more sense. Filth is just like yeah, it's it's too close to filth. Yeah, sounds yeah, dirty. Gross. Totally. Yeah. Sorry. That's just where my brain went. You were saying. No, no. Uh if you have any recommendations for us for uh uh oh, we're not gonna call it MILF month, are we? No, no that's too much. No. That's too much. You know what? <laughs> just on the podcast, everywhere else we'll advertise it as a, a mom month. Yeah. But just for you guys, just for the listeners. You know it's MILF month, baby. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Unless that's creepy, then never mind. I didn't say it. Uh, any recommendations, get at us at uh, lifewellspent at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Email us recommendations. Uh, you can also catch our stuff on Instagram at life underscore well underscore spent underscore. That's it. No, life that's well that's Instagram. That is it. Yep. You're Sorry. thinking of Twitter. I'm thinking of Twitter, Twitter is which a is one. what well underscore Garrett. Garrett. <laughs> Real dumb. We're not super active on Twitter yet. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll, I, you've been... I'll do Instagram, you do Twitter. Okay, yep, you're right. At least then I can just, yeah, do like stupid jokes real quick. Just, you know. Yeah, that's that's your wheelhouse. Type out dumb stuff. Twitter stuff. Okay, you got it. Uh, yeah, I think that's about what we got for you. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, we are going to get into the final episode of the Falcon, Falcon and, Winter, and the Winter Soldier. Soldier. Yep. So if you want to stick around for that, please do. Also, the trailer for the new uh, the new Marvel movie. Uh, Loki? 
No, no, that's that's another Disney Plus series, which oh. I'm really excited for. Uh, I want to say it was, I read it as Sheng Chin, but it might be Sheng oh. Chin, and the Ten Rings, Legend of the Ten Rings. That sounds. Yep. I'm sure that's I'm familiar. butchering it, but also I'm not confident because I heard somebody. I thought it was Shang, but I heard somebody refer to him as Sang. Oh. And then I'm. I remembered like, oh yeah, I know very little about other cultures, so right. I'm probably mispronouncing it so anyways with that information if you can find the trailer on youtube i thought it looked like a hell of a lot of fun Mm -hmm. Uh, you know we haven't seen a proper martial arts movie uh done by dc i'm Mm -hmm. sorry not dc disney Mm -hmm. um and let alone of course a marvel movie right oh since blade blade the blade movies were probably the last quote-unquote martial arts movies yeah wow yeah so i can't wait it's been a while yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and it's got it's got Aquafina, mm-hmm. huge fan wrong. of Aquafina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, check that out. And we had such a lovely time with you, folks. I don't know how to end this because we're doing we've got a new recording situation too. So I'm feeling out of place, and I'm feeling overwhelmed. <laughs> I want to be honest with you guys. So I'm just gonna say goodbye. Goodbye. We love you. Love you guys so much. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. Okay, now we're doing Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. I want to, would you mind talking about how you felt first? Sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to remember the last episode because I think it was the second to last episode that we were talking about how it was kind of a lull moment of them doing the, the boat thing, right? Yeah. Okay. So the, the last episode I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I like that we got to see Falcon's new gear as him as Captain America. Yeah, he is now Captain America. I love how they kind of like married the two things together. Mm-hmm. Like he still has his wings, but yet he's got the, the shield and yeah and red, red, what is it? Uh, red feather? Red bird? What red, is it? Red wing? Red wing. That sounds right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like they, they wrapped it up pretty well. Mm-hmm. I felt like, especially that storyline, the Falcon storyline and yeah. him, you know, being conflicted about wearing the stars and stripes, you know, wearing the flag of a country that hasn't always been good to people like him, mm-hmm. you know, as, as shown by, uh, the older gentleman that was part of the you know, super soldier program and he was experimented on and imprisoned. Um, so I thought they'd, you know, especially with him wearing the stars and stripes, Mm -hmm. but also keeping his wings, keeping red wing, like you said, right. Shows that he's going to do it his own way. And I just, I I, thought that was really good. Yeah. I love how they really represented the black community in the whole series of this show. Mm -hmm. Um, and his speech at the very end was like, you felt it because it's like real world time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, which I thought was really cool that they kept all that in there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I think some of it may have been a skosh heavy handed, mm. but I, I think that it's a message that's worth being a little more blunt about, not right. not couching it in innuendo or anything like that, just saying it, you know, saying it plain. Yeah. So people know, right. you know, that politicians the the people representing us in this country need to do better yeah you know and listen to your people yeah you know yeah and you know they appointed john walker as captain america without thinking about the you know repercussions of having a soldier in that outfit instead of 
Steve Rogers, who, of course, was a soldier, but he was so much more than that. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and him, and he was also part of that was, I think, him speaking to himself is he needs to be a better Captain America for his community, mm-hmm. you know, for the people that he loves and for people that have been wronged by this country. Mm-hmm. Really loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was a really cool ending. Uh, something that I saw, and tell me if this is wrong because I don't remember this part. Mm-hmm. So on, there was a video on TikTok, mm-hmm. and somebody said um, technically the um, Bucky mm-hmm. didn't get to complete his list of people to make amends to. Because one of the people on there should have been um, Iron Man, because apparently Bucky killed his his family. Yeah, killed his mom and his dad. I guess he wouldn't be able to make amends. But that would have been like the last person on his list that he couldn't make yeah. amends to. But I mean, Tony's dead, so there's really no point in putting that name on the list. You know, he can right. st- he can still feel really bad about it, but there's yeah. the only way he can make amends is to do acts for, for people. other people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, with other people. Yeah. Um, so that's a good point. I wonder if they'll ever bring that in later on. I don't so, know. Uh, you know, maybe him just talking about the you know, he he uh, he is on a path to recovery and making things right, but he will never this he will never have uh, read completely off his leisure mm-hmm. because he killed the Stark family. Yeah. You know, the Stark parents. Yeah, that's a good point. That's yeah. interesting. Right. Yeah. Um, there is a person on YouTube. I really like his stuff. Uh, he is, uh, uh, the show is, I believe, the Cosmonaut Variety Hour. And he mm-hmm. does really good reviews on uh, video games, movies, TV shows, and he did a, a really good review of WandaVision and a really good review of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Basically saying, yeah, they were pretty good, but they obviously had their flaws. Which, if, you know, of course, uh, as much as Amber and I gush over these shows, I don't think we would consider them seminal prestige TV. Mm. We're not we're not watching The Sopranos. You yeah. know, mm-hmm. this isn't uh, decade-defining work. It's really fun and yeah. it's a good time. Um, so of course there's definitely going to be flaws and I thought he pointed out some really good flaws mm-hmm. of, uh, just the route that the, the flag smashers went down and Kylie, I get her name wrong. I get her not rain. <laughs> I get it wrong every time. Um, just how they kind of went from interesting characters to just sort of generic bad guys mm-hmm. towards the end. Um, uh, he, he said that he really liked John Walker until the last episode oh really which i totally agree with i think they kind of i don't know if they're just super horny for what they can what wyatt russell can do down the road as uh what is his name uh it's not captain america anymore of course it is u.s agent ah yeah maybe they're excited about premiering him as u.s agent in the 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 main mcu timeline or whatever they're going to do with him Mm -hmm. but i don't think they should have turned him into a likable guy towards the end i think he should have stayed kind of more on the evil side yeah yeah um jingoistic you know it's it's the american way or no way at all like he should have kind of stayed that guy i i think i think that would have been more interesting Mm. maybe he did show signs of uh wanting to make 
make up for what he did, but I I think they just kind of were like, oh no, he's a good guy now. It's like no, mm. we, you know, let that marinate, baby. Right. You know, that's where the flavor comes from. Yeah. You don't just fix it like that. Mm-hmm. This isn't WWE. Kidding me? <laughs> uh, so that stuff, I I still I thought John Walker was a fantastic character. Yeah, I I feel like uh, I'm gonna get her name wrong again. Carly. Carly. I I think Carly. I think that actor deserved a little bit better for that character really yeah because she did a great job i just think she became too too much of a boring villain just like black and white just like i'll kill Mm. anybody to get what i want when earlier on she seems much more conflicted she loses that confliction towards the end and you know whereas john walker went real good she just went real bad well, I wonder if it was because she wasn't seeing any changes, so she kept having to go harder and harder and harder for what she had said, like the people to understand this is the only language they understand. I guess. Yeah. Like, I think if you're, I mean, it sounded like, would oppressed be the right word for what they were going through? Yeah, I, w- okay. I would say so. Um, You know, who knows if they were dealing with that for yeah. however long, and then she's like, we need to make this world right again, and yeah. so she just kept going she got desperate yeah yeah i think you're right i just i think they could have portrayed that in a more interesting sense Mm. yeah but again not not terrible i don't think she's the worst villain yeah you know that uh the the marvel cinematic universe has ever seen that goes to that stupid dark elf from thor the dark world Mm. guys i hate that movie i don't know if i've ever have i watched that i don't know i don't know you, it doesn't sound familiar to me. It's just proper. It's real boring. So don't watch it. Uh, you can if you want. All right. Not to you. I mean, I'm not. I ain't your daddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, I liked Bucky. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of would have liked to see a little more shine on him. You know what? I think my biggest criticism. Hmm. I, I needed two more episodes. Yeah. I think I needed two more episodes to really see these characters fully through, specifically Bucky, and uh, Shakira. Mm. Ki- ki- really? I, I'm, Babe, I, I, I told saying, you two or three times. Kylie, already. <laughs> Kelly, Kyrie, Carrie, Carly. There it is. I found it. There it is. <laughs> yeah, I think I think those characters deserved a little more time, <laughs> and also that potentially would have given us a little more time for Baron Zemo stuff to be concluded because it did just kind of. It, it end. was pretty blunt. Just like, ended, yeah. and I could have used another couple scenes, but I, I when Zemo was on screen, I thought he was effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought that German man did a great job. He did. Yeah. And I was glad that we got a little more words from uh, the the older black gentleman's grandson, because to my mm-hmm. knowledge, in the comics, that young man becomes the Patriot, I believe. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't really read any of his stuff, but uh, I watched a video about him and i was like oh he seems like a really cool character because yeah. he's he he hides the fact that he doesn't have any superpowers but he takes a serum mm. to give him some temporary powers okay um but i think it it has negative excuse me effects on his health maybe his psyche Ooh. um yeah so that'll be interesting yeah i think he does eventually get powers in the comics but i i think that if they explored that down the road uh that'd be pretty cool that'd be great yeah I yeah. think I, I overall I like the show more than I thought I was going to. That's good. That's fantastic. I I think I liked it about as much as I was going to. Mm-hmm. And that's okay because I thought I'd enjoy it and I did. Yeah. Yeah. I 
yeah, again, I think the first few episodes, it's just a little too much banter for me. Mm-hmm. Somewhat. And then once they actually get into them, like they actually, you know, they, they, they obviously care about each other, but they they realize they need to, they really need to work together, so they got to stop being idiots mm-hmm. and proper properly work together. Right. And, of course, seeing the uh, women from Wakanda again. Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Kicking ass. God, they, I really hope in Black Panther 2 they get a ton of screen time. Mm-hmm. They're so cool. Uh, yeah, so next, I don't know what's coming up next on Disney. Isn't on Disney it Plus. not Loki? It very well may be. That's in May, isn't it? I thought so. It probably is. In a is couple then. weeks, maybe? Mid-May? Does that sound right? That does sound right. I'll have to look it Yeah, because initially it was supposed to be Black Widow. Mm-hmm. But that got pushed to June, which I'm I'm still crazy excited for. And Sang Chi, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly, I believe that's towards the end of the year. Oh, in June 11th for Loki. June 11th for Loki, yeah. really? Mm-hmm. I thought it was sooner than that. Let's see. I wonder next. Next Marvel property. I wonder if it's gonna be What If, but we haven't even seen a ton of stuff on What If. We've seen some trailers. That's about it, to my knowledge. Hmm. Uh, Find anything? No. Black Widow, July 9th. Mm-hmm. Finale. Uh, nothing on this one. Gosh, I don't know. So, at the very least, we've got a couple of weeks to yeah. kill. We might have a month before, well... Yeah, a little over a month before we get some proper content. But then again, we very well may be missing something that's uh, coming sooner than we think. That's that's the hope. Um, we might do these little spoilery things at the end of episodes going forward, and we'll just find something we like. Yeah, Loki June 11th, Black Widow wow. July 9th, Shang-Chi, or Shang-Chi, you think? Yeah, Sang- I think it might Sang-Chi. be Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings is September. The oh, Eternals. yeah. What did you say? The ex, ex, Eternals. <laughs> the, the Externals. What word did I say the other day? Uh, pre. Oh, uh, uh, we went to a new. We went to a brewery in Windsor we'd oh. never been to, and it's peculiar brewing. But what? I, I kept saying peculiar. Peculiar. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Mm, so, so the Eternals, Spider-Man they, Three. They've got to release a trailer level. for the Eternals. It's crazy. I. Yeah. Guys, hmm. did I miss a trailer? Like a proper trailer, not like a teaser trailer. It's not until November 5th, though, would they Still, have done it? What is that, six months away? Oh, I can't gosh. I can't count. I don't know. July, August, oh, September, October. More than that. November. Six months. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Spider-Man 3, uh, Hawkeye's late 2021. I wonder if that's going to stick. Ooh, and Miss Marvel, I can't wait for. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, I, sorry, I, and I... In this little blurb here, will mm-hmm. there be an Iron Man four? Yes, there will be an Iron Man four. Are they bringing in Riri? Riri. Riri is a young black woman who actually takes over for Iron Man in uh, for a, for a minute in hmm. the comics, and she is now uh, part of the Champions team, which is a team of young heroes, uh, including Miles Morales's Spider Man, Miss mm-hmm. Marvel. Hmm. Uh, the, a supernova, I think, or whatever that kid's name is, and she's in there too. She's great. 
Yep, I don't know. It just said uh, fans either loved or hated Iron Man 3, so it'll be interesting to see what direction the fourth installment of Iron Man series points. I loved Iron Man 3. You did? Oh, yeah. I thought it was a great time. I thought Shane's Black, Shane Black's screenplay really shined. Mm. It was a great choice for the character to have Shane Black write for him because um, I think Shane Black is... He, he just seems like he has Tony Stark's voice down, and I mm. thought it I thought it shone really well. Another not great supervillain. I feel like Guy Pierce's villain didn't didn't have a ton to do. He did kind of chew up the scenery a little bit, which I liked. Um, chewing the scenery is like going big with a performance. Okay. Like really hamming it up. Got it. Um, yeah. For the listeners, she gave me a look that was like, "What? Yeah. yeah what so, are you talking about, yep. Trick? All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna do it for this episode. Uh, again. Keep an eye out on your podcatcher for Wednesday. We're mm-hmm. going to drop a little little sweet treat for you guys. Hopefully you dig it. Yeah. And otherwise, we will see you again Monday. Um, I know we talked or we released on social media earlier. We're going to be doing our drops on Mondays. That is going to be the schedule going forward. We appreciate you guys letting us adjust, try new things. Mm-hmm. We're trying a new recording situation now. We're trying out different days. You yeah. know. We love doing this, but we don't know what it is. We don't know what we're doing, so we're just doing our best. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.